Welcome to Culture Factor. I'm your host, Holly Shannon. Our new season looks at creators, innovators, and entrepreneurs. Why? Because the gig economy is emerging. Talent has gone to work for themselves. Whether furloughed or part of the great resignation, they've birthed the big idea, and those 57 million Americans are contributing more than $1 trillion to the U.S. economy annually. This is what the new normal looks like. You now have a front row seat to creator culture and into the places where the magic is being made. Subscribe now to Culture Factor so your ears are treated to some of the best stories around the world. And if you take the time to rate, review, and share this, please send me the screenshot and I'll give you a shout out on my show. Please reach out if you'd like to sponsor Culture Factor. It is your opportunity to be a part of a show that is ranked in the top 2% globally and heard in over 77 countries. Email holly at hollyshannon.com to be a part of this global audience. Hello, John Lee Dumas, and welcome to Culture Factor. Holly, thank you so much for having me. I am excited to chat with you today. Excellent. I want to tell everybody a little bit about you. John Lee Dumas is the founder and host of the award-winning podcast, Entrepreneurs on Fire, with over 100 million listens, which blows my mind, by the way, of his 3,000 plus episodes. JLD, I think as he is fondly named, um, has turned Entrepreneurs on Fire into a media empire that generates over a million listens every month and seven figures of net annual revenue eight years in a row. Astounding. I love this. His first traditionally published book, The Common Path to Uncommon Success, is the modern day version of Think and Grow Rich. Thank you for holding that up for everybody. And they can get that at uncommonsuccessbook.com, by the way. Um, and it has a revolutionary 17-step roadmap to financial freedom and fulfillment. So I love that. So maybe we should start with that end. Do you want to tell everybody a little bit about this book? So as you mentioned, I've interviewed now over 3,000 of the world's most successful entrepreneurs over the past decade. And I've learned so much from those incredibly successful, motivational, inspirational individuals that I said, you know what, it is time. It is time to take their genius because they've mentored me over these years to build the business that I built. But let me take their genius now and let me craft a 17-step roadmap to financial freedom and fulfillment. And of course, when I started, I didn't know it would be 17 steps, but I didn't know it was going to be a roadmap because what I saw was so many of these individuals that I was interviewing all achieved uncommon success and very unique success to their own right, but they all took essentially the same path to get there. It was this very common road. So that's just why the, the, the cover and the title came to me. And I just said, let me sit down. Let me take their genius. Let me craft out this roadmap and let me see what it looks like. And it turned out to be the 17 steps. And each step I turned into a chapter. And each chapter I actually, besides creating what that step was, my actual life um, experience with that step, I brought in a third element, which is, one of the guests that I've interviewed over the past decade, who I thought best exemplifies that step, I bring them in and they share their amazing genius on that step as well. So it's really a well-rounded um, process to go through each and every step in this roadmap. And 
Uh, it's 273 words, over 71,000, uh, sorry, 273 pages, uh, over 71,000 total words. Uh, it took me two hours a day, eight months in a row to write this book in just a little under 480 hours. And now this book exists. It is out there, The Common Path to Uncommon Success. And I do mean it when I say, if you do not want financial freedom, if you do not want fulfillment, don't read this book. Because if you read this book, <laughs> you will get both. Nice. I love that. Well, I love that, um, actually, your title, because I feel like it, it makes it accessible. I think that's the word I want to use. And it makes it goal, accessible. I'm sorry? That's the goal. That's, yeah. the goal. that's why it's called The Common Path, because I want people to realize it's not the complicated path. It's not the hidden path. It's not the secret path. It's the common path. Follow mm. me on it. I love that. So uncommon success um, helps us see prosperity, health, and wealth. Um, what is, how would you define that? What is your vision of prosperity, health, and wealth? I think that's, that's a trifecta. This key. I think a lot of people find prosperity and their wealth is in the gutter. And I do love the quote that the person who is healthy wants a million things. The person who's unhealthy wants one thing. I believe that's so true. And that's why really the most energy and bandwidth in my life right now actually goes towards my health and wellness. Um, and it has because to me, the prosperity that I've achieved is nothing without the health. So I really think people need to be setting themselves up for success when it comes to prosperity by listening to podcasts like Holly's and mine, reading books like The Uncommon, uh, The Common Path to Uncommon Success. Um, but you also need to set yourself up for wealth, uh, health success and wellness in your life because otherwise you're going to go back to wanting one thing and that's your health. And don't put yourself in that situation. You want to always be in the situation of wanting a million things, which is, that means you're healthy. It's funny that you say that because um, I want to share with the listeners, with my community, that when I met John, he was trying to sell me on the 10-day water detox. <laughs> I've now done two of those, by the way. Wow. So I went right. to, I I to Rosa. <laughs> Everybody thinks they can't. Everybody's no. incorrect. Um, it would be the the single best health action of your life if you ever choose to take that step. Um, I went to Santa Rosa, California, um, which is a fantastic wellness retreat. It's called True North Health Center. And I spent 10 days drinking nothing but water, eating nothing, just drinking water three classes a day, learning about the body. It was fantastic. Meeting other people who are at different stages of their health journey. Um, it was the single best health action of my life. So good that three months later, I did a second 10-day water fast um, here in Palmas del Mar. And that was fantastic as well. Very challenging, by the way, but that's part of it. It's like, I'm at a point now where if something's easy or not that hard to do, it's obvious why it's not that valuable. The harder the things are, the more valuable they are. And in some ways, 
these 10 day water fasts are some of the hardest things I've done in my life, willpower wise. And holy crap, were the success unbelievable. Like if I showed you the before and after pictures, your face would fall off because you'd be like, that person is 10 to 15 years younger. Oh, you actually did show me those pictures and it was yeah. shocking. shocking. I, I was talking to uh, your friend Travis uh, Chapel yesterday and I told him how I saw those pictures and, and he was like, he was equally shocked. Like, and it's that was amazing. That's what I want to get across to people. Like, we're not turning this into a, a fasting episode. Yeah. But no, no, we're not. What, but it's what part I, what of I, you. What I, want, what I want to get across to people is that was 10 days. Like, do you realize like the transformation that can happen in 10 days? Like I've been preaching for years and because it's true that your business success, it's a long journey and it is a long journey. It is a long road. You got to put in the work for years to get to real business success. But man, with health, I mean, 10 days go by like that when we're living normal life. We're like, oh my God, like two weeks have gone by. I didn't even notice. Just that's life. And believe me, these 10 days that you're fasting will not go by fast. They are long days sometimes for sure, but it's just 10 days. And like the health transformation that can result. I'll leave you with this and let's move on, which is read the book, The Pleasure Trap, and then make your own decision. I'm often asked, does my business need a podcast? My answer is yes, that nothing else is the fast track into thought leadership and being established and seen as the expert in your industry as podcasting. What's increasingly evident is that it's a branding machine. It kicks doors open for you to have conversations with leaders. It creates a pathway to partnerships and connections on a deeper level. You will not be your industry's best kept secret. Your ideas and business will have global reach. So step into your power. Go to hollyshannon.com to launch your podcast now. And now back to our interview. I don't think people realize this, but um, you also have a few other podcasts, not just <laughs> Entrepreneur on Fire. So um, Daily Delivery. Uh, refresh. I'm sorry? It's the Daily Refresh. Sorry, Daily Refresh. The Daily Fire, yep. And uh, you have gratitude and breathing exercises on there. Mm -hmm. And uh, a memoir uh, audio biography, along with Daily Fire, which is inspirational. So you are, you are doing, a, you are publishing a lot of content and you are touching on exactly what you said, not just Eon Fire, which is the entrepreneurial journey, but the health portion of it. So you're walking the talk, which is pretty cool. I really Thank you. Like that. I, you know, believe in practicing what I preach and that's a pure example of that. And that's one reason why we love publishing our monthly income reports to just completely open the kimono be open, honest, and tr transparent with our audience about the things that are working, the things that aren't working. We bring our lawyer on for a legal tip, our accountant on for a tax tip, and we just try to make them as valuable as possible. We've done that now 96 months in a row. That's phenomenal. And it's so great to give a roadmap to people because that's where that accessibility comes in, just like in your book really is, is, is opening that door. Um, you know, so you've been an entrepreneur for a long time. In my podcast, we talk about entrepreneurship because a lot of people during this great resignation um, are going off and innovating and building on their own, um, or they were furloughed and, and they had to uh, come up with something. 
how did you become an entrepreneur? Like what propelled you into that? Because I believe you were in the military prior, right? Yes. Failure propelled me into entrepreneurship. So post-college, I spent eight years as an officer in the U.S. Army. I was a tank commander in charge of four tanks, 16 men, did a 13-month tour of duty in Iraq. After that, um, I just went through six years of failure. I tried law school, dropped out, corporate finance, I quit, real estate, commercial, residential, wasn't working out for me. And I started reading the right books on the business side of things. I started listening to podcasts, which were kind of new at the time and really interesting to me. And I just fell, <clears throat> excuse me, I just fell in love with the medium of podcasting. And it just really made sense to me. And that gave me my aha moment to launch the first daily podcast interviewing entrepreneurs. Mm, so you just led me into my next question because um, what made you realize that not only did you love podcasting, want to have one, but that having a daily one was the secret sauce. Sometimes you need to scratch your own itch. Like I tell people when you walk outside every day, like keep your eyes open, keep your ears open, like listen, look, consume, turn your clocks off. You're going to interview somebody on a podcast, like do all of those things. I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> but the key thing is you need to find problems that exist in this world that you actually want to solve. And so I found myself complaining, whining, moaning about, oh man, I'm loving these podcasts that are interviewing entrepreneurs, but where's the daily show that's coming out every day with a new interview with an inspiring entrepreneur? And when I saw that that show didn't exist, in fact, the, the highest frequency was once a week, I was like, man, there's an opportunity here. Because if there's just a bunch of other people out there like me, the show could really take off. So that was how I came around to the idea and concept of Entrepreneurs on Fire and I said, man, I'm going, to be the I'm going to be the first daily podcast interviewing entrepreneurs, which is going to make me the best daily podcast interviewing entrepreneurs the day that I launch and the worst and the only. <laughs> I love the humility in that. The best, the worst, and the only. <laughs> and, and by the way, it was bad to continue on that humility stretch. Like I was not good. I wasn't good at interviewing people. I wasn't good at the conversation. I wasn't good at those things. I'd never done those things before, but when you do something every day, you get a little bit better. Yeah. I always, I always liken the microphone to like lifting a weight. The more you do it, the stronger you get. So totally. and I, you gotta keep doing it too. I agree with you. So, um, I have two really odd questions for you. Um, just from my experience hanging out with you in Nashville. Um, do you plan to become a rapper? <laughs> so, a week ago, my buddy's um, girlfriend turned 44 years old. So he hosted a party here in Palmas Del Mar at my house. And he brought over his karaoke machine. And I got up and I wrapped my face off. I did Babies Got Back. And then I did Rapper's Delight by Sugar Hill Gang. And I will say there were people that um, watched me at this party come up to me afterwards. And they, and they said, John, I saw the Instagram story that you posted of you rapping at Nashville at Podcast Movement, and you were terrible. Um, you were actually pretty good tonight. And I was like, well, it's because they're actually good songs. The thing in Nashville was just like, <laughs> it was like, it was like a joke. But uh, I, I do, you know, I love being on stage. I love music. I'm not musically inclined. Like I don't have a good singing voice or anything like that. I honestly could potentially um, 
evolve into a decent singer if I was willing to put in 10,000 hours. There have been people <laughs> documented who have done that, by the way. But I don't think that's um, how I'm going to spend 10,000 of my hours going forward. But long story short, uh, funny question. And the answer is probably not, but I'll still have fun. Well, maybe I'll let you be my outro music. Um, <laughs> <laughs> and then um, also, I'd like to know, are you a champion cornhole player? I'm really good. Like I am fantastic when it comes to cornhole, but at the end of the day, there's a lot of people that spend a lot more time than me at cornhole and they are significantly better as a result. So I, I really do believe for my time played, I'm really good. <laughs> and like the actual rankings of the cornhole universe, I'm pretty average. Fair, fair answer. So I'm going to put all the ways that people can uh, find you. I just want to ask you one last question. What's next for you? What's next? You know, I'm thinking about launching another podcast. Um, and the topic that's really interesting me right now are NFTs. So um, uh, keep your eyes out. That might happen. And it could be a short-lived podcast because I might get burned out on the topic pretty quick. Or it could become something that I really enjoy doing. So time will tell. Very cool. You heard it here first on Culture Factor. Thanks for coming on the show, John. This was really amazing. Thanks, Holly. Have a great day. Great. You too.